Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. 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 Hi. Hi. Uh, We are so, so thrilled to be joined by... Kimmy, you do it because you took notes. Oh, I'll I'll do it because I took notes (laughs) and because... Kimmy and I have intro anxiety. We I do. mean, welcome to my life. Um, you all may already recognize this voice. I'm going to add something to the intro because Lindsay and I were roommates for some time at Boston College and friends. <laughs> and Lindsay Simsick, if you haven't you know, already recognized her voice, is the co-founder and co-host of the Almost 30 podcast and the Almost 30 brand and just generally now I'm riffing a badass creative woman who I totally look up to. What Liza and I do with this podcast what versus what Lindsay and Krista have done with Almost 30 is is just, you know, their inspirations. So, Lindsay, thank you for being here. I know Thanks, we had, you know, it was a journey to get here. A true journey. <laughs> it's a true journey and still on it. Truly still on it. And like, might I say, because I was just reflecting as you were saying that, um, that you both have created an incredible brand of your own. And I'm in your Facebook group. I listen to the pod and I just want to applaud you because um, I think especially women our age or around our age who are dating and out in the wild, it is, it is so healing to have a community to lean on as you're doing that. And you've created that. And I just love it so much. So, So you should be very, very, very proud. Well, that's very thank kind. You. We cool. also owe you a thank you in your amazing secret Facebook group. And just generally, you gave us so, adv- so much advice, but you posted about us and included us on an episode early on. And we still get listeners who are like, I found you through almost 30. So thank you, Lindsay. You were, of course. you know, really helpful at the beginning when we were like, we want to try this podcasting thing. And you were like. And you did it. I mean, it's like, it. It, yeah. it, is a, it is a thing. And I really love the podcasting community because it is like so supportive um and I think we're still in the beginnings of like what this wild west is and it's really cool to be a part of it you know Mm -hmm. yeah totally yeah it's amazing how supportive everyone was I feel like you were our first like entree into that I remember (laughs) because I don't think I had even met you when we talked on the phone when Mm -hmm. all three of us talked on the phone and I was like um this woman is incredibly kind and generous and like amazingly helpful and it sort of blew my mind and then when I met you I was like ah it was very (laughs) (laughs) we gotta we gotta so we we really have to help each other because um I don't know I think it also like helps you succeed like individually when you help others there's some there's some like energetic shit that I can't explain but it definitely just helps yeah no I think to share the knowledge and share the experience so happy to Totally. Well, today we are going to get into, you know, chatting with Lindsay about all things. We'll we'll dive into relationship things, but also just all things related to almost 30, how we're all feeling right now. It's a weird time in the world. Uh, we'll just do quick business. If you all are joining us for the first time, welcome. If you are back for more, thank you so much for joining us. If you have contributed to our Patreon where we're doing some bonus episodes and donating our first $500 all to Feeding America to help feed families during this tough time. 
thank you. If you followed us on social media at 51firstdatespod, thank you. And if you are, you know, just having a tough time out there or having to go to work, just we hope we can be somewhat enjoyable for you to listen to. And thank you for doing what you do. Wow. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) And we're going to continue our, like, our, you know – tradition as of three weeks ago of doing like you know we're going to talk a little bit about the world right now and dating in it but we're also going to talk a lot about not that so it's going to be some just like non-corona talk and maybe like a little bit of corona talk and I think we have some listener questions we may kind of get into towards the end that are a little bit about like fun questions about dating in this time so it'll be a smorgasbord but hopefully it'll be like not all that because I don't know I don't know I don't know how you guys are feeling but I have been I have been like drawn to the most like garbage not garbage but like the most escapist like silly content like I can't watch anything serious I feel like I watched the movie Jaws last night oh I was like I've never seen this movie and it's so (laughs) dumb I mean it's great it's (laughs) scary I mean yeah but I was like it's a mechanical shark it's a metal shark you know like and it's been so 70s like I was just cruising around the internet looking for a movie to watch um but that's where I'm at so we're gonna try to bring you some content that is not that but you know I think it's needed I definitely think it's needed to kind of give people a little bit of a break because you turn the tv on you turn your phone on and it's basically all corona news which you know take in and be your own gatekeeper but yeah i need a little a little break but for sure yeah briefly how is everyone doing how are we feeling great question um i live alone (laughs) um and i like i'm kind of an introvert by nature i'm like an extroverted introvert. And so I'm, I'm really thriving during this time. And this is not to say that like I am unaware or not caring about the seriousness and what is going on in the world. Um, but I truly am feeling like it's bringing things up for me that I've really needed to look at. And it feels really good to be processing them on my own and not in the midst of kind of like the everyday, the everyday period. You know, I just, I, things have slowed down and I've really been able to kind of process some stuff and it feels good and it feels terrible sometimes and it feels like high and low, but I don't know. I'm like sitting in a lot, a bath of gratitude. Cause I'm like, I kind of needed this and I feel kind of ashamed for saying that because like, of what's going on, but I really needed this. I think, I mean, I do not think you should feel ashamed. I I feel similar, similarly, but I feel like so many people are feeling the same way. And it's such a sign of like how intense our day to day can be. Yes. That even this intensity can sometimes feel like less intense in ways. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I know. I completely agree. And it's, I feel like the, people taking things day by day. Some people are very skilled at this. I have never been skilled. I jump a million miles ahead. That was my instinct kind of the first week of being inside my house all week, jumping to the economy, getting a job after school, et cetera, et cetera. But this past week, I've truly been better, I'll say, at actually focusing on each day. And I feel grateful for that, Mm -hmm. that that being forced to try to do that. So I, I, I relate to the gratitude as much as we're deeply concerned about anyone 
everyone who is impacted by this, mm-hmm. which is ultimately yeah. everyone. Uh, so weird time. I will say it's so weird, but so my spirit guide through this whole thing has been Andrew Cuomo, who is also my biggest celebrity crush right now. He's the governor of New York, if you're not familiar with him. And he does an hour long <laughs> press briefing every day with a huge cup of Dunkin' Donuts. And I like I am significantly crushing on him. Um, New York loves of, you. New York loves God. you. He I mean, is a dream. And like he's giving really good, um, I think, helpful information in a really calm way. And he does it every day. And I've I've heard from a lot of people like around like friends not in New York that they're they're watching from outside of New York. It's not re- specific to New York City at all. He gives updates on all the science that's happening and all the progress that's being made. And um, and he's very realistic. He's not like, you know, uh, an optimistic BSer, but he's uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I love him and you should watch him online, everyone listening. <laughs> However, <laughs> the thing that I was going to say is that in his briefings, he was he's been like, let's think about all the things that are such a blessing during this time. My daughter's home. I never get to see her. She doesn't want to spend time with me. It's beautiful. Like, it's I feel like look, if Cuomo can if Cuomo, who's like fucking out there fighting this thing all day, every day, feels the same way. I think it's it, I think it's OK. I think oh, yeah. we're allowed to feel that way. I do. I do love him. And I didn't really know much about him before because I haven't been in New York, like living there in a while. So I've just kind of been removed. But I've just I love his just kind of like, I feel like he's my dad, you know, dad vibes. So I'm like, okay, dad, got it. Thank you. I feel better. I feel safer. Yeah. Cuomo, the dad we all needed or the daddy in Liza's case. (laughs) I feel weird that I. (laughs) I'm sorry for that. I love that. I've been texting with like three of my high school friends constantly all week about how we all are like having feelings for Cuomo. And I do feel strange about it, but he just broke up with Sandra Lee in September. So I feel like he's also available, which is, you know, just makes it that much more possible for me. You know, wow. When you get a celebrity crush and you you run all the scenarios. (laughs) Super healthy and normal. Um, But all right. So I feel like it's... Yeah, it's a it's a generally a weird time. We're still going to talk about dating. Maybe we'll talk about like normal dating and then we'll talk about Corona dating. Perfect. Down. Great. Great. <laughs> All right, um, Lindsay, do you have a worst first date you'd like to share? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is um, our, our icebreaker. Okay. The one that stands out to me. Okay. This is when I was living in New York. And I met someone, I think it was Tinder at the time because Tinder was hot. Tinder wasn't creepy yet. And um, this guy was like six foot seven. Like I like my guys big, so I feel small. (laughs) So he was like six foot seven. His name was Rob. Um, And anyway, he asked me out on a date. I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I'm down. Like he was, I was attracted to him, but I, I can tell a lot through pictures and I had some reservations, but I was like six foot seven, we got to try. And, um, (laughs) this was, I want to say this was 2000 and who 13, 14, something like that. And I was living with my best friend at the time, Maddie. And so I went out on this date and it was a, it, it was an all day date, which is so fun. 
Um, but also risky when you're when you're meeting someone for the first time. For sure. Um, so we started like mid morning. We went out to brunch, and of course, in New York, you're drinking mid morning for sure. So we had like mimosas and we're drinking, and then after brunch, we're having a good time, like great conversation. We go to Chelsea Piers, and we go golfing. So we're golfing. It's really fun. I'm like proving that I'm athletic and stuff. Everything's going great. We're like getting like progressively more drunk, all the things. Um, Meanwhile, I forgot to tell you that like he had a large umbrella with him the whole time because it might rain at some point during the day, like large, like Mary Poppins style umbrella. So my code name for him was Mary Poppins going forward. And so then like fast forward, we're like bar hopping, all the things. I mean, I mean, do you guys remember like days like that where you're just like, I, I can't see the sidewalk in front of me and it's only 4 PM. So we're, um, we go back to his place and, um, I'm just like assuming that we're going to get like freaky and he starts to get ready for a shower. So I'm like, okay, like he's going to invite me into the shower. Like this feels fun, like whatever. And he's like, okay, so like you can sit in that chair and like I have some magazines right there. And I was like, okay, like completely just stopped this flow of like attraction and like sexual chemistry. I was like, okay, okay. And then um, there was some like trying to do stuff after the shower and it was, it just didn't feel right. And I was like, okay, like from him, I was like, okay, I'm not going to like push this. Then fast forward two days, I'm home. My roommate is gay. He's on Grindr. I told him about my Poppins date and all the stuff. And he comes into my room at 3 a.m. And he's like, Lens. he's like, I just, Poppins just messaged me on Grinder, And I was like, what do you mean? Like, no, he didn't. He's like, I swear to God, like, I took a screenshot of his profile picture and like his stats, six, seven, had the picture, all the things. And it was him. Shit. And I basically like, he kept texting me cause he wanted to see me again. And I was like, Hey, I just don't think it's going to work out. Like I had a great time, but like, I'm just not feeling it. And I didn't tell him about it until he pushed me. And I said, Hey, listen, my roommate saw you on Grindr. It's no big deal. Like all good. I just like kind of feel like this isn't the right thing. He came to the bar where I worked and like confronted me and said, you don't understand my friends like did that as a joke. And it's just really not funny. And I just like didn't know what to do. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, that must be really hard. But like, I just don't think this is going to work out. Wait. And that was that. Whoa. (laughs) Also deeply confusing. Like what? I mean, bless. Bless his heart. I have no idea what the truth was. I'm not really sure. But anyway. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) honestly, the thing that made my jaw drop second most in that story is that he offered you like a stack of magazines? A hundred percent. That was the weirdest <laughs> I was like, part. That's such a weird detail. That was the I weirdest really part. You included it because I feel like that's very illustrative of like what? <laughs> what the fuck? Mm-hmm. A hundred. Yes, it was. It was bizarre. I should have known from that moment forward. But, um, yeah, that was like the weird. That was like the weirdest one. And I and like from that point forward, I never went on like marathon dates again because I'm like, let's do this in baby steps. Mm-hmm. 
You know? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's true. It is when you have a really good – I don't know if I've ever had a full day first Ooh. date, like on purpose. Exhausting. But very exhausting. But it can also be so fun <laughs> if you're drinking and I don't know. Totally. Yeah. You yes. just brought me so back to even <laughs> bounce days, like all of that. <laughs> like, oh, girl. I, so for those of you that don't know, I was a bottle girl at bounce. And it it was a time. It was it a time. Was time. Fun, though. Oh, my God. That's incredible. I did not know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I served like, bottles. I like burned incredible. my face on sparklers yeah, all the time. Like <laughs> scary. <laughs> oh, my God. It's hilarious. Yeah. I feel like those days in it, those days are like it's funny because I've been, you know, obviously feeling i mean i'm in uh i am quarantining in connecticut right now but uh i've been feeling like oh i miss new york which i have not been feeling in a long time i've been very like worn out by new york and i feel like days like that are such a specific new york thing where it's just like you can't get home and then at 9 p.m you pat you have to pass out because it's like yeah you have to (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah you cannot try to go out again did that when I was like 22 and it was never never a good thing I was so bad at it I was always the first one to fall you know like I was always the person to be like I'm gonna throw up on the street so I'm gonna get in a cab like smart smart yes this, I remember no I just days. never had the stamina even when I was like a, a youth even when I was like 23 years old I, ne- I did never quite had the same stamina as as friends did um <laughs> i could make it like a, a decent way but kimmy has seen me do the like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna vomit soon so i gotta go <laughs> that's great your body was telling you exactly what it should have like stop this stop doing <laughs> yeah. this to me please <laughs> well speaking of new york i mean we all were in new york at the same time i know Lindsay, you haven't lived there for quite some time but I feel like even those we're rewatching Sex in the City right now and from season one, like, and so many things around my relationship to relationships and dating were kind of formed in those first years in New York. So I'm wondering if you, like, what is your relationship? I, I kind of know this, but, you know, for our mm-hmm. listeners, what's your relationship to dating and relationships been like throughout your 20s into your 30s? Yeah, so – Starting in college and a couple years out of college, I was in a serious relationship for about five years. So that was like my college sweetheart. And I thought I was going to marry him and, you know, married by 28, have kids by 30, 31, you know, just do the thing. And um, so when I graduated college, he was two years ahead of me. He was in business school in New Jersey and I was in New York and I was working at a bunch of different bars. I was really just like hustling my ass off trying to pay my bills and be able to audition during the day. And um, like what I can describe now is like not how it felt in the moment. But what I know now is like my soul was like, yeah, like you've kind of learned all that you need to learn with him and same with him with you. So like, it's actually time to move on. And my like hope for my life was just like holding on for dear life. I was like, no, like he's, he's the one. And like, how, how could this be? But my soul was like, nope, you got to go. And I was like, nope, I'm not going anywhere. And so what happened was that there was just so much friction inside of me that I like, I betrayed him and myself like quite severely and I cheated on him consistently and it was just it was like an out-of-body experience and that's not to say that like 
I don't take full responsibility because I do. But it was just, it was very like, I can't even imagine doing that to someone now, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, so that happened. I blew that up and I was like really, I was really depressed after that, even though like, you know, from the outside in, like he was the one that was hurt by this, but like, I just feel like I, I hurt myself too. And, um, that kind of threw me into a spiral of like mindless dating where I just, I didn't, I didn't respect or trust myself. Therefore I was attracting men who didn't really respect me (laughs) and like not blatantly where it was like, oh my God, that looks like a terrible situation but it was just like these subtleties that slowly ate away at me and um and just perpetuated my belief about myself and so that went on for hmm, like a year year and a half and when you're working in nightlife like one I'll say I met some of my best friends working in that industry but I also just met some of some people that were going through some really dark shit and like I was the one serving them alcohol to, to like numb that dark shit. And it was just a very weird thing to be a part of. So, um, thankfully, like I, I, I did come out of that business through, um, through soul cycle. Um, I became a soul cycle instructor in New York and three months later they moved me out to LA. So, I just kind of felt like saying yes to that opportunity really kind of propelled me out of this pretty, pretty like dangerous spiral. And, um, LA just felt like a new start where no one knew me. Not to say that my dating was like that much better out here at, at first. Um, cause I definitely brought with me those beliefs about myself, but what started to happen was that like, I understood the value of, of therapy of, you know, immersing myself in practices and modalities that brought me closer to who I really am rather than farther away from wh- who I really am. And so my dating life started to change, um, you know, I started to meet people, whether it was through apps or just like organically and like meet them where they were. Cause I really wanted to be met where I was, you know, and even if they weren't quote unquote the one, or I didn't feel like a special spark, I just kind of started to look at dating as like really, really beautiful. I was like, wow, two people in the universe willing to put themselves out there. It's a fine love. Like that's so brave and so fun And I just started to like meet so many cool people, um, so many cool people. And, um, I just learned so much about myself and yeah, I, I, I would say like in LA, the difference between LA and New York is that in LA, like the guys, at least in my experience, aren't really like focused on getting the girl (laughs) they don't pursue girls I'm going to be very general right now and blanket I was about to ask you what your like the biggest differences are between New York and LA because I feel like you've had like an interesting Mm -hmm. experience yeah I feel like in LA they just they don't pursue you and maybe that's because I kind of felt like in LA I had 
somewhat of a quote unquote, this is really fucking cheesy, but like a platform. So I was a soul cycle instructor, some sort of platform. I soon after like started the podcast, another type of platform. And so I don't know, I kind of felt the energy of like, well, like, why would I, she's not going to notice me anyway type of vibe. But like, that wasn't true. Like I was always like open and ready and willing to date and like talk to people. But like the courage wasn't there from a lot of these guys, which was such a bummer. Um, but yeah, I, I've dated a couple guys. I dated a couple guys out here that I really learned a lot about myself. And it was like out here, I have the space and the time to really kind of see those lessons much clearer than in New York. In New York, I was like drinking my face off and I couldn't remember what the lessons were. And then here in LA, I'm a bit more like health conscious and like understanding like the connections between like mind, body, spirit. And yes, I still drink, but not as much. And I'm just able to see and feel these moments with people as like, Oh my God. Okay. So they're not my person, but like, I just learned that like, it's really important to me that we're able to communicate clearly and that's a win, you know? Yeah. That's so evolved. It's so hard to get to that point. Like, or at least totally. it was for me to Lots get of from, to be able to look back at therapies, everything, look mm-hmm. back at your twenties and some of those relationships, you know, even your serious relationship to have that much you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, whatever, whatever. But like, it's true mm-hmm. to be able to do the work to get to a place where you can look back and understand why you were acting certain ways in different dating situations. For me, it was always like, you know, similar to you, Lindsay. I didn't realize at the time that I wasn't valuing my self-worth, but I, mm-hmm. I wasn't. And I was accepting the bare minimum from a lot of dudes in New York to generalize pretty broadly. Um, they were very confident in offering less than uh, or the, yeah. min- the the minimum they needed to. And I just got used to that, which. Totally. It's, yeah, I, it's definitely it's, challenging. It's funny because I feel like that's the beauty of therapy. I mean, like shot for therapy. I, I take an, an imaginary shot every time I mention therapy on this podcast <laughs> because it's like. You know, for, I'm um, with you. But. <laughs> I feel like it's, you know, the, I think so much of the goal in dating is to be able to look at people and like, see them for the human they are, like, like we've been saying and, and value whatever the connection is, whether it's like that perfect thing for you, if that even exists, which I don't think it does, or not. Um, so yeah, the thing I love about therapy is that you can hopefully get to this place where everything new you experience in dating you can see for like the value that it gives you where you are now for the connection that it is. But I feel like the major difference is then you can look at the things in your past, like you were saying, Lindsay, and realize that like what we, I feel like pejoratively call baggage is actually just like this set of like unbelievable, like learning and bolstering experiences Totally. That you bring into everything. Like, I feel so weirdly grateful. I don't know. When you were talking about your college relationship, like, I feel I had a lot of angst out of my first major relationship, which was not as long or as significant at all. But I feel like now I feel so much gratitude towards that person and, like, that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, like, yeah, regret over, like, certain things I did, whatever. But it feels 
there's a way that it can feel um like healthy and forward momentum y because of therapy that I really appreciate. Yeah, it's been so so necessary that I like work on cutting those cords, like those cords that feel like I'm like attaching to what could have been, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I think that's sometimes where we get stuck. It's like where we mourn and hold on to like, but it could have been this and I could have done that and he could have done that or she could have done that. You know, it's like, yeah, but it didn't, right? <laughs> you know, it's like being really fucking real with yourself and being like, it didn't. And there's probably a reason why. And I mean, I think now I'm like, oh my God, that was my early 20s. Holy, like that was like almost 10 years ago. It's just so wild. And then thinking like 10 years from now, like I'm going to look back and be like, oh my gosh, you learned so much. Mm -hmm. Like you're doing great. So just having like a lot of grace, like you said, for that, that, that version of yourself, you know, and thank God that you've changed, you know, celebrating like how far you've come, I think is really important too. Yeah, absolutely. So Lindsay, you are in a relationship now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, which you share as much as you want, but I'd love Mm -hmm. to hear more about because I, we're both in long distance relationships. Uh, yes, but I'm curious, you have I really admire how you've spoken. You have a great episode, The Sacredness of Being Single. It's an almost 30 episode that everyone should listen to who's listening to this podcast. But I'm curious, and this, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this is kind of something I've grappled with. You know, having a period of time where you felt really comfortable in being single or valuing it in your life, which, which I felt as well for myself, even if I complain about it all the time, like the sense of independence, like I was proud of myself in a weird way. Then transition, like... Wondering how now being in a relationship, how you kind of think about being single any differently, the same way. For me, it's yeah. been kind of like something I, I don't miss in terms of like going out and dating and meeting people, but it felt like a core part of myself for a while. Um, so yeah, just curious like how you have thought about that. Yeah, I completely relate. I think like going from – so I was single for – Mm, the better part of six years like I would date but it was I never had like a a serious relationship and um you know I I do think that like when you go from being single for that long into a relationship there's like a few parts of you that kind of have to die and it's it's really um thrilling and also painful at times but i feel so lucky because um my boyfriend is so he's such a pisces he's so sensitive and like it's really beautiful because he he just like felt that off the bat he's like i know you've like you've been used to this for so long and like i just want to like be here for you and talk to you through those moments when you're feeling like a little bit of friction because you're not used to having another person, you know, like kind of by your side. And so it's been really beautiful to kind of like 
be messy through this process with him. Um, and I told him that last night. I was like, it's actually really nice that I'm able to kind of express all parts of myself because for most of my life, I've felt like, well, I have to be polite. I have to be good. I have to be presentable. I have to be this. Um, and now I'm just like a bit more like wild in my expression if that makes sense. And it just feels really, really good. Um, but you know, going back to the sacredness of being single, I did that episode a couple years ago and it was really important for me to just self-reflect on the time that I was in like this period between like being in a relationship and maybe that next one that could be the one. Um, or if you find yourself like single for a long time, I just feel like our society, put so much pressure on women especially to be in a relationship because that means that you are on track to you know get married have a family like have that like life that you know the world wants for you and so what tends to happen is that we're in that period and we want to rush through it we get frustrated we avoid what's right in front of us. We avoid the work that we could be doing on ourselves. We avoid the rest. We avoid the silence and the alone time um, just because we want to search and find that person. And so that was me for a long time. And I just felt exhausted. I was like, this isn't the purpose of this, is it? Like, it isn't the purpose to like sit on my dating apps for three hours a night and like freaking cramp my thumb out and like Mm -hmm. swipe my life away. Like, I don't think this is the purpose. No shame to dating apps because I actually think they're, you know, done in moderation. It's like really a great way to meet people. And I had a lot of fun meeting people. Um, But I just feel like we tend to numb out to get through it and what we could do is really ground down in like this gift of of being on our own and being independent and maybe cultivating relationships with friends family in a much deeper way and maybe cultivating a relationship with ourselves or with source or whatever feels good to you or with mother nature like in a different way during this time so that like how you do those relationships is going to immediately transfer into how you do this next intimate relationship, romantic relationship. Um, So it was really important for me during that time to um, peel back the layers, especially as it related to my former like long-term relationship. I was just really needing to forgive myself. I was needing to understand why it got to that place and where that comes from. Like, you know, talking about childhood and her child work and all of that. So, um, I just like honor everyone out there who is single and it's, I just hope that, you know, you find peace and power in really knowing that this time is for you and can be a time really like a, I don't know. I kind of felt like it was a metamorphosis period like a little butterfly I was like oh my god on the other side I was like if this person comes in like I will be ready and happy but if he doesn't right now I'm like so good like I'm good right now you know and that's the feeling and that's kind of when you become most magnetic when you don't need and you're not like looking and searching and desperate yeah it's funny because sometimes I think we have you know 
thoughts about, wow, we, we've been like, just go on dates, it works. And when I look back, yes, I was, you know, being very intentional about going on dates, but I did know I was probably moving. Like I, as much as I was arguably seeking it out and trying to find it, weirdly, I maybe for the first time in a long time wasn't and like had a new like career path I was pursuing. So it's what you, I think what you said just now about owning that time and valuing it is truly so important. And like you're in a relationship now. So I know. And like it happened when I was really good. (laughs) I was like, I am good on my own, y'all. Everything's fine. Like, you know, maybe I'll do this life on my own. Like maybe, you know, I didn't lose hope in finding someone, but I was just like, oh, like I'm actually okay with any scenario right now, which wasn't always me. I was literally looking for like my soulmate in 7-Eleven, you know, like I was like always on the lookout and um, it's just funny how it happened. So if you're asking, I don't know if you're Definitely. asking. Okay. I was about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's just, it's just funny like how like the universe works. Sorry to be like so... LA right now but whatever um um I've known him for eight years and so actually to bring back the bounce days I met him at bounce he would come in and hang out at bounce um him and his friends or him and his clients and um he was always like so kind so respectful and he like asked my coworker, he's like who who is that like I just I feel like I need to know her and I don't know. I just feel like she's different. And so he asked me out and, you know, I, I thought he was so attractive and I just like felt like he was just kind period. And I was like, okay, like, sure. Like I'll go out with you. I was also, that was the time where I was like attracting mega assholes and because I just didn't respect myself. And so we went out, it was good. But I mean, from the get go, he is very like, this is how I feel about you. Like it just kind of cut through it and like, just like right to my heart. And I was like, I don't feel that way about myself. I don't know what you're talking about. Bye. Like I ran from him so many times, so many times, but I always felt a pull to him. Like I always felt like, okay, well maybe it could work. And then like my ego was like, nope, nah, like you got to go. So, so many times I kind of like ran and broke his heart. And, um, then this past October, when we were on tour for the podcast in New York, he texted me out of the blue. And we've been friends throughout the years and have talked and seen each other like just as friends. And he's had girlfriends and, you know, it's been just kind of a a nice like relationship where we would talk a couple times a year. And um, he's like, hey, I saw you were in New York. Sorry, I missed you. Like, hope it was great. Like, l- would love to catch up soon. And um I was like, oh, I'm still in New York. I would love to see you like, and catch up. And long story short, we did. We had dinner, and it was the night before I left, and um, we've been together ever since. Like, It's just it, – I thought at the time that he had a girlfriend, but he had just broken up with her like a month earlier, and um, he – at dinner, like he was talking about like what he wanted in a, in a partner, and I was talking about that too. And I stopped him and I was like, Hey, I was like, we do this thing where we talk about what we want in someone. And then like, we're really talking about each other. 
like we're describing each other and he's like oh my god he's like you've never said anything like that to me before (laughs) but really like and I wouldn't have said that to him eight years ago like I would have been terrified you know so a lot of this work has been like being able to communicate and really just like being so vulnerable that like you don't give a fuck like what the reaction is on the other side it just feels good and natural and right to say what's on your heart and so I did and that just like opened up the door and yeah, we've been together ever since and it's long distance like you and I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm grateful for, for it because it really allows us to strengthen like our communication muscle. He's such a great communicator, but it's really helping me. (laughs) Um, and I just think it's beautiful. I can't wait to tell the story where I'm like, oh yeah, we were long distance for this long and them were able to be together in the same place so I don't know I'm 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 really 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 happy and it's the healthiest relationship I've ever been in I'm so happy for you like not not that sounded patronizing but like no just making me smile and I didn't know all the details of how you met I knew you had known him for a long time and it's just Mm -hmm. it's really it's like a perfect example of how time and like working on oneself or going to therapy can change even a person you already know in your life and what you end up feeling about them yeah I mean it's wild we talk so much about that's that thing you were mentioning just the ability to say what you feel in in a moment without like the fear of repercussions or like judgment or whatever and obviously it sounds so simple like just saying it out loud it sounds like the simplest thing but it's so it takes so much work and so much yes like just unbelievable just fucking deconstructing of yourself to get there it's like the hardest thing like I feel like that's what so much of my work in therapy has been too is just saying how I fucking feel and it's it's kind of an amazing thing that you got to chart like your progress with being able to do that from you know, knowing him eight years ago to like where you are now. That's really cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We talk about it all the time. Like, and he even says, he's like, Linz, if you said yes to me way back then, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. You know, like he needed to grow too, Mm -hmm. which is cool. You know, it wasn't just me that was crazy. (laughs) I think we both had a lot of growing to do. And, um, yeah. And, and what you said about like, I think the point, like you can be, you can definitely be scared to be vulnerable. Like there can be that feeling when you do it, but I just think it's like a muscle we need to work a bit more often because I think the more often I do it, um, I kind of, I don't get less afraid or nervous. It's more just like, I feel the power of it more, you know? So then like for the next time I'm like, okay, I want to feel that power and I don't mean power over someone. I just mean power within myself. Um, so I think that's like an important thing to point out because like, it's not that you'll not be afraid or nervous. Like that'll definitely still be there, but it's just such a beautiful reward when you are. Mm-hmm. I like that. I Being vulnerable does not come easily to me and being in a relationship yeah. has made me, especially like totally. with men. So it's been a, it's been a, it's a muscle that I'm still working on, quite honestly. Um, Lindsay, you are quarantined separately. Is that true? Or, you know. Yes. That is true. That is true, Your Honor. <laughs> no, it's it's tricky. <laughs> I, know. Well, I was thinking when you, I think. Thinking it, about you guys, too. I like, know. 
it's just you and your boo my but, but everyone I feel like this is where we can kind of like broaden it like whether you're in a relationship or newly dating someone or just missing your family or friends I I just had a flashback of when you posted in your secret Facebook group about like long distance tips I think and I was like always have just know the next time you're going to see each other and this is yes. the first time <laughs> you can't like not great advice Kimmy I know right (laughs) and it's it's bizarre and I think it holds true for like friendships like I don't I don't know how you both kind of like any not like tips for long distance relationships in the typical way but I'm just it's been an interesting time because there's you don't know when you're gonna see people again completely yeah it's I think like mm, my ego wants this again. So will I, my ego wants to know when I'm going to see him again. And then my heart is like, we're good. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I know, like I'm going to see him eventually and it's going to be amazing. And I also am just trying to be here for this time. Cause like, this is fucking history right now. Like this is wild. And I, I don't want to look back and, feel like I wanted to wish it away or numb through it just like like the single time I'm like I I really want to be here for this and feel all the things whether it's like sadness or I'm afraid or I'm hopeful or inspired whatever it is like just kind of be here for all of it and to have him I mean thank God for technology thank God for FaceTime and all the things like you know I do see him you know I see him every day and like I I don't want to discount that. And, um, yeah, I just, I haven't gone to that place of like, oh my God, am I ever going to see you again? Cause I know that's not true, but what I would say to people like, you know, have those, yes, I can't plan when I'm going to see him again, but I can plan the next time we talk. And like, even if it feels a little scheduled, like it's okay. You know, like, Last night we had a date on FaceTime and he knew he was going to be on FaceTime with me for at least an hour and a half. And that's what it was. And we just like kind of settled in and, you know, like asked, asked some questions of each other that we'd never asked before. And it was just, it was fun. And so I would definitely say like, keep those schedules. Like if you can't see them in person, like schedule the FaceTimes, like maybe, maybe do fun like questions or games or whatever because he said to me the other day he like wrote me an an email and he's like he loves emails and um what did he fucking say oh my god um it, it was it was something to the effect of just like we can't do the same thing like every day we can't like be caught in that like um do you guys know the word I'm looking for fuck uh can you like be caught in that like this is what we do like I call you we talk about this we do this and then we hang up it's like that can be really dangerous for a relationship like the monotony or the rut yeah. or the what I, I'm not thinking of the yeah. right word but I, I yeah, know yeah, yeah 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 yes exactly so yeah we've just kind of been been switching it up he needed to go on airplane mode the other t- other day for like five hours he's like hey I'm going on airplane mode I just kind of need to clear my head and like do my thing I was like cool see on the other side you know just like creating those boundaries whatever you need yeah yeah so airplane mode I highly recommend I the first week of all of this I was really struggling not to just read the news all day and I put myself in like I forget 
I had like something to do either for school or my internship and I just put airplane mode on and it, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm calm. I'm normal again. <laughs> and then I remember yeah. what was going on and I was like, don't look, don't go to Twitter. Don't ever go to Twitter. I know. Oh I know. My God, I know. I've also been making um like time limits, for, like similar to when we do our bachelor recap skimmies. Oh, yeah. Recap skimmy. <laughs> Oh my God. We are not a bachelor podcast, but at all. sometimes we have but to we'll talk set about a timer it. for five minutes to talk about the bachelor. Uh, I've been doing that on like group hangs or FaceTimes with friends. I'll be like, we can talk about Corona for 10 minutes and then I want to not talk about it. Yeah. Like yeah. we can talk about what I we're know. doing and how we're feeling and whatever, but just like, you know, boundaries. Totally. I know um, it's important. I feel like something that might be good for us to touch on too. So you guys were talking about the feeling of like not knowing when you're going to see your significant other. That's kind of you know this big question mark at the end i feel like a lot of our listeners who are single are struggling with the like not knowing how to date and not knowing when they're going to be able to date again mm-hmm. and it's yeah. tough because we've been encouraging so many people to like get out there have fun dating like enjoy it let it be something that like brings fun and connection into your life and i feel like a lot of our listeners are doing a really good job of that and now they're like but now i'm i can't do that and i'm sitting here and i don't know you know it's like yeah. so so thoughts on does anyone have thoughts on a how to get through that how to look at that um and then maybe we'll read a question related to that yeah I think that's a really good point um I would say it's a great time to kind of reflect on your dating life in general um to kind of take a step back and be like what have I loved about the dates that I've been on? What have I loved about how I've shown up to the dates that I've been on? What hasn't felt good? Like what just feels kind of like not me? Um, what kind of dates really allow me to be myself? Is it the nighttime dates where we get a drink and dinner? Or is it like the daytime dates where we're doing an activity? Or do I like to just sit down and talk or do I need a little bit of like stimulus and movement to kind of get me out of my head? Like just being really real with yourself about what's working, what's not, what feels good, what doesn't. So that like when the time comes where we can go out there again and, and date, like you're a bit clearer on it all because I think like when we're in this the season of, of dating, which is so fun, you know, we can get confused. Not only are our friends saying things and giving us advice and having commentary about who we're dating, but then like our ego is saying some things and then like our inner child is saying some things and it's just very confusing. And so I would just recommend taking this time, even writing it down, like, doing a little journaling every day on like on your dating life. And also last thing I'll say is like, how do you want to feel on the other side of this thing? Like what is the first date you have on the other side of this thing? Like let's describe it in detail. How are you going to feel? Like, what are you going to talk about? What's important to you? Like, um, and just getting a little bit dreamy about that because like, I don't know. I think we limit ourselves to a very basic version of what the dates could be. And like, they could be like even better. So like allow your mind to go there so that then you can almost open up your awareness to those types of, of connections. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I think maybe 
not to abruptly hop into a listener question, but it's kind of adjacent, like for people mm-hmm. who are in early stages of a relationship. So oh yeah, we had an email that I'm going to not read the whole thing because it, it already the shelter in place makes – they were going back and forth. Okay, I'll read a little bit of it and then we can chat. So Perfect. Um, Actually, this came from our secret Facebook group, but I got permission to read it. So I know several versions of this have been asked, but how do you manage dealing with quarantining while in earliest stages of dating? I live in New York City. And then she discusses the shelter in place thing. Again, this was a few weeks ago, so they were still seeing each other, her and her boyfriend. I've been officially dating my boyfriend since around the beginning of February, but we've been seeing each other since November. So it's been a few months, but nothing crazy, not a long-term relationship, et cetera. They had still – and this is where I'll just – because then she – it became clear that they weren't seeing each other and going back and forth in New York anymore very quickly. And I wanted to say, like, stay yeah. stay safe. So um, they were seeing each other. But then um, they, this was a different moment in time. Sorry. So yep. he has made yeah, a continual yeah. effort to see uh, me while this has been happening. And he seems totally fine with the idea of having to self-isolate, I think, together. Um, she says, I have more of an anxious attachment style that particularly comes out in situations like these. So I'm really trying to see the bigger picture here and what's actually important in the long run. So all of that mm. to say, let's not answer like, should you? Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, how do how do you navigate mm. a newer relationship in this time, even if you're not quarantined together or if you are? It's just, I feel like communication feels so different and ever, the stakes feel so different generally. Totally. I mean, none of us have ever been through this before. So I first would say, you know, try not to label anything that you're doing, saying as good or bad, right or wrong, you know, because that's when we get tripped up and get really in our heads and then spiral and then project onto the other person. They get confused and it's just a disaster. So try not to label as right or wrong. Um, I just think, again, this is like such a cool opportunity at the beginning of a relationship to like be honest and like open and vulnerable. Like it doesn't have to all come out in one conversation, but it's like, you know, maybe you do share like what's coming up for you, like while being alone. And like maybe that person can can step in and offer some support. And that brings you closer. Like, I understand that at the beginning of a relationship, it's scary to kind of be vulnerable because you don't want to push them away because that's kind of, this is in my experience. I mean, I was dating guys who, if I opened up, they'd be like, Whoa, no. And I'm like, what? I'm just telling you about my child. (laughs) You know, it's like, so what I'll say to that too is like the right person isn't going to run when you're yourself and sharing like period the end like enough bullshit trying to like tame our emotions and like hold back waiting for him to give you the green light him or her to give you the green light it's like no 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 like the right person will be able to hold space for what you're feeling and what you're saying and and or the right person if they don't know how to hold the space they'll just they might just say like, Hey, like, I don't know what to say, but like, I just hope you know that like, I'm here for you. You know, it, it it might not come out perfectly, but I don't know. I just feel like this time is such a cool opportunity for people in new relationships to establish a strong communication, um, habit where it's just, 
it's a sensitivity to knowing that during this time, people are feeling a little more alone and a little more vulnerable and connecting more often um, and in a deeper way rather than just like, hey, how was your day? Hey, uh, you know, getting into the monotony of things. It's really like being able to go deeper. Um, and again, the right person will allow for that to happen and hold space for that. And if they don't, I don't think it's your person. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you have to give any more to that. And, and throughout the process, I hope this is making sense. If that person feels a little like distant after you've been open with them and just kind of like trying to communicate with them in a deeper way, maybe you just like call that out too, where it's just like, Hey, listen, like I kind of noticed that our conversation might have like pushed you away a little bit or made you feel a certain way. And I just, I just wanted to like hold space for you. If you wanted to tell me if that's true, you know, this is no shame or judgment, but, um, I just would love to talk about it, you know, just opening up for them to talk because they might be like, oh yeah, like that. I don't know. It just felt like a lot. And I just didn't know what to say. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, you didn't have to say anything. I actually just wanted to like express it. So just so you know, like just having that two-sided conversation instead of most of the conversation happening in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's so smart what you said about not waiting for anyone to give you that green light. Like it, it, it shouldn't, I don't think anyone should ever make you feel bad about communicating your feelings, honestly. Maybe mm-hmm. they aren't as skilled as you yeah. are, or maybe they're behind the curve. Um, I really firmly believe that, like, in most relationships, one person is a slightly better communicator and teaches the other person a little bit. And yes. so, like, maybe that's yes. you, and that's okay. It doesn't mean it's, like, a bad person or whatever, but I had to be the one taught in my relationship. So I have I have um, empathy totally. for, the, for the, like, the worst communicator people out there. Um, but, yeah, there should never be any fear or like bad feelings around you communicating openly and straightforwardly so yeah I think Lindsay what you said is so smart like this is such an opportunity it's like a better love is blind because you already know you're attracted to each other and now you get to go to the pods and like communicate deeply it's like I actually kind of think that's a great way for couples to maybe frame it hey y'all this is like a better love is blind okay like really it's kind of funny it's relatable people get it I do. I think it's, I I, I definitely agree. Yeah. And to the point about being open in communication, even, I don't know, I'm just hearing different friends' experiences, but even their roommates or there's a lot of like people have different feelings and the stakes are high generally now. Like, do you want people coming over our apartment or not? Hopefully not. But just, I think it's Mm -hmm. the time to communicate openly and all of those relationships mm-hmm. it's unique it's not a normal roommate tip where you should openly communicate anyway but it's a little bit different or more awkward totally like, I have a particular friend in mind who was just explaining like they her and her roommate just have different ideas around what feels safe right now and I I feel like they talked about it really openly in a different way and then figured some things out so that's real and it's it just again not to get too like let's apply this to everything but I feel like that's really good advice for literally or talking to a family member or anyone, a friend you haven't seen in a long time. Like, oh, you get to yeah. be super open right now because we're all vulnerable. Yeah, the, this has brought up so much with my family. I'm like, 
oh my god can we take a break it's but it's it's good because I really I needed it so I completely agree you can apply this to every single relationship yeah yeah I was bullying my parents so much in the early (laughs) stages of this to not go out I was like so bullying and now they're bullying me to not go back to New York and I'm like yeah see I feel proud (laughs) the bullying is taught you well it's true you we have I've had had to be like you know I don't know very firm with them on like this is just not none of these risks are worth taking you know you need to stay away from me for 14 days you need to like stuff like that it's just not worth it but but it's true. It has been an exercise in like, say how you feel, hold a firm line and like what you need and what you think is mm-hmm. right. And it can be applied everywhere. Yes, completely. Well, Lindsay, I don't want to take up your entire Saturday. Thank you so much. For oh, my God, please. I'm chilling. <laughs> I feel very relaxed. I really like it's like whether it's for a recording or just seeing friends generally, the most relaxed I've been has been when I'm on these like I did a happy hour date with some friends yesterday right like I just feel more relaxed it's nice because again to an earlier point Lindsay made like you're still seeing everyone it's technically seeing it's just yeah I'm actually seeing some people more than I would normally like in person so I'm taking what I can get and I do think you know last thing I'll say about you know us being isolated and not knowing when it's gonna end um Because I just feel like we're being bombarded with a lot of things to do and work on and take part in. And I just want to encourage you just like with, you know, your dating life and following your intuition there, like follow what feels good during this time. Like I really realize that this time is actually what I top three things that feel good to me are resting creating freely and pouring into my relationship period you know like I just I don't need to be doing the workouts every single day I don't need to be doing the programs and the work and all this like sure when I feel like I want to I will but I just want to encourage people there's so much like shit coming at you like you can turn it off you can be your own gatekeeper and do your thing and don't stress about coming out the other side of this and like wishing you had done more because this is not about doing more it's actually about not doing as much (laughs) such solid advice like you do not need to write your autobiography it's okay oh my god how many people are writing their autobiography right now stop Stop your life is is not over (laughs) yeah first of all not over (laughs) But, you know, I, I, I've felt pressure to, like, do, be productive, like, make a schedule. And oh, yeah. Just getting through this will be, like, an amazing feat of accomplishment. So, yes, I yeah. completely agree. Also, I think your accomplishments can be things that sound fun to you and not, like, yes. like you don't have to get a prison body, but, like, I do want to finish <laughs> all of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You know, like, uh, that's... <laughs> yeah. uh, and like I don't know I at first I was like oh I shouldn't do this I should be fucking whatever doing push-ups but I'm now I'm now kind of like no like this might be what I want to accomplish I know amen I I completely I completely agree fucking push-up push-ups versus real housewives I don't know prison body versus cinnamon rolls I don't know 
Uh, well, on Lindsay, that lovely note, you. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. It's been so great to talk and see both of You're your welcome. sunny LA faces and back walls. <laughs> <laughs> My you know, makeup. Thank free. you for having me. I'm, I'm I'm really proud of you guys. Like on a very, I'm very sincere about that. I just have seen your pod grow. I've seen your community grow, and I just feel like this is what people truly need as they navigate finding or attracting like that person that they're going to be with like to have that community there for support is so valuable so thank you no thank you i'm so glad to be here that's really really kind for everyone looking for more content oh yeah they're definitely going to be (laughs) for more (laughs) (laughs) um i'm on instagram at lindsay simsick s-i-m-c-i-k i'm on there um that's like your main way to to connect with me and then the podcast the almost 30 podcast um on instagram is at almost three zero podcast almost 30 podcast.com um and yeah have a listen um we we started it when we were going through our transition from our 20s to our 30s and now it's just kind of become you know a metaphor for all those transitions that kind of feel like a little wild and so we're here to support but i love you guys Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. That was really great and fun. <laughs> and I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in. Join us on Patreon for some some mindless TV content if you want. And we're donating all your money, so that's a thing. So sweet. <laughs> um, that's really awesome. But yeah, this and was yeah, we love you. And stay inside and go on a Facetime date. Yeah, go on a Facetime date <laughs> with your friends. <laughs> love y'all.